Thursday the 9th of February and welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Catherine Alcorn and I'm joined by co-host Shane Lee. G'day Shane, how are you? I am very well, thank you Catherine. Uh, Plenty (laughs) happening here, it's... um Busy morning as usual, kids back to school, getting the kids dressed, and it's a a nightmare, but anyway, it's all done now. Oh no, I'm a new school mum, my son started in (laughs) kindy last week, so I'm very slowly warming into this whole new game of being a school mum, it's just, it's a whole new ball game, but uh, we've got a lot to talk about today on the show, but you had a question for me before we kick off. Well. I didn't thought of this last night. I heard a song um, on the radio, and it was it was the first concert I ever went to. And I want to ask you what was your first concert because mine was. Um, I had a friend who lived in the Southern Highlands. We were both, I think, just sixteen. He got his license, and we won tickets on the radio to see the band called Warrant. She's my cherry pie. Remember that song? Oh, I do. <laughs> She's my cherry pie. <laughs> Bringing back Ta- all the memories. That is, yeah. It tastes so good, makes a grown man cry. But um, anyway, we went, went all the way up to the Horton Pavilion to, to watch the concert and uh, then drove home after we heard that song. But uh, what was your first concert? Well, the first one I can remember is seeing Kylie Minogue when I was about six oh, wow. years old at the good old Entertainment Centre, the Sydney Entertainment Centre, which is sadly no longer with us. But, yeah, yep, I remember going in there. I saw the majority of my concerts uh, at the Entertainment Centre. I saw Diana Ross, which was incredible. Wow. Kylie was the first one. I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I saw Boys to Men, hello, <laughs> at the Entertainment Centre. And I can remember that one of my friends, we bought flowers, we wrote a card, and so embarrassingly, she wrote Boys <laughs> to Men with the numeral two. And I just stood there saying, you can't send that backstage. They'll just... Anyway, so yeah, Kylie was the one. And she's actually coming back out this year for the World Pride concert. So that's going to be exciting. But yeah, it was good old Kylie. Kylie. She was amazing. All right, well, stay with us because today on the show we will be talking about NBA, NRL, cricket, boxing, UFC, and much more after this short break. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. We're kicking off with cricket today and the Indian legend Savage's cheating claims over controversial first test pitch. And now Shastri's got the shits, Shane. Talk <laughs> us through what's happening in Nagpur. Well, big call for whoever's making these claims um, to say that they're cheating. Um, there's no doubt that uh, countries and, and their own wickets, they, they can prepare the wickets however they want. But what they're saying here is that Australia has predominantly left-hand batsmen. You've got Warner... Um, Kawaja, Head and Carey um, and potentially Renshaw will come in or Peter Hanscom I think Peter Hanscom will play today um, and India have predominantly right hand batsmen and they're saying they are doing more work on the left hand side of the pitch 
um, which would affect our batsmen. It's a big call. I don't know if it's happening, but I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> well, yeah, if you take a look at the pitch, you can see that they've watered it in the middle nicely, but mm. uh, it's pretty dry down there towards the southern end of the pitch, which no one ever likes, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> but if this was reversed and was happening down under, the BCCI would be making a lot of noise, I can tell you. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, look, it kicks off at 3 o'clock today. I've got my uh, my butter chicken marinating in the fridge. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I was going to be reading tonight with some naan bread, so I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Very good. Well, this next story, mate, it's just not cricket. Shane Warne's will has been revealed and most of the $20.7 million wealth has been passed to his three kids. But is this right? Should his mm. will be have made public by the Supreme Court? No, I don't think it should at all. It's uh, it's no one's business but his and his family's business. Um, and look, yeah, he's, he's divided up. All going to his kids. Obviously, Simone, his ex-wife, doesn't doesn't get a penny. She she no. might, she might have got a little bit in the divorce, but um, yeah, there's uh, interesting. And then I think nine percent was left over to his brother and his niece and nephew. But yeah, it's funny making this public knowledge. And, and they actually um, went th- everything through all his assets from his cars, his motorbikes, to his houses. One, he had a lot of toys. Um, and he but he l- deserved them, I reckon. He certainly did. And, uh, yeah, it's always sad, but um, I'm just glad that the money has been divided and going to his kids. That's great. Yeah, I reckon too. Okay, moving on. Captain Meg Lanning among 28 Australians who have made the final cut for the WPL auction. Yeah, this is the first inaugural, um, the Women's Premier League um, in India. Uh, there's around 1,500 uh female cricketers applied for this uh, and I think they brought it down to 400 um, but there's only 30 spots so the salary cap per team is 2.1 million and Elise Perry um, has the highest reserve at the moment at $87,000 so look she could go potentially for being an all-rounder she could make $250,000-$300,000 which is huge if you think where where girls sports come from it's it's a huge leap for them and, and I hope they get plenty of money good on them well, I'm just happy to see it. I'm happy to see those mm. salaries rising and good on you girls. Go out and get it. Yep. Uh, Justin Langer has taken a new role. The former Aussie coach is stepping onto a different pitch. He is. I don't think he's ever going to coach again, the little the little fella. <laughs> he's a little angry little no. man, Justin. And um, Well, it didn't, end, it didn't end well. No, it didn't end well for him. And uh, he was really, I suppose, ostracised in the end from that team. But look, he led with his chin. He was a great cricketer. Um, but I think he... Didn't read the room properly when he was a coach. But now he takes on a role um, with the MCC, Mullybone Cricket Club, um, the World Cricket Committee. So this was formed in 2006 as a key advisor to the MCC um, with the sole um, uh, purpose of making sure that the laws of the games are, are upheld. Um, so it's a big responsibility. Um, he'll do nicely in that little job and uh, it's a pretty cushy one. You just cruise around, I reckon, and have nice lunches. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Talk, talk about the rules. A lot of cucumber sandwiches in that deal. Yes, right. And moving on to the NBA, LeBron has done it. It's made global news. LeBron James captures the NBA career scoring a title with a jumper to pass Kareem Abdul's mark of 38,387 points. Unbelievable. What what a superstar of the game. And yeah, 38,000 points. It's a lot of points. And um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, is, that's been held since 1984. I didn't think anyone ever would ever um, pass that, and he has. Uh, in front of a celebrity crowd, Jay-Z's there and a number of actors and that sort of stuff. And it was a it was his typical fadeaway jumper to, to 
break the record and um, then the game stopped. They all came on to, to, to the court. I know, it felt like halftime entertainment. Yeah, it's, um, and his family came out, so it's a huge moment. They do do pomp and ceremony pretty well over there in the States and in sport and um, this was no exception. Well, I noticed that there was one teammate who wasn't celebrating as much. Did you see Anthony Davis take take hit the bench as soon as it happened? What was going on there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He looked very happy, did he? No, he didn't, but, um, <laughs> you know, word, Twitter's going off and everyone's saying, oh, you know, could be his injury and all that sort of stuff. But mm. but look, with all the celebration of LeBron, I've been looking at the various NBA players' Instagrams and all I can say is that a lot of stylists have a gig right now. Mm. These guys are decked out. And, God, even Paddy Mills is certainly not in Canberra anymore, Toto. He's looking very <laughs> American these days but is certainly well-dressed. They get paid enough, so they should should be. But, um, yeah, they're... they're- they're, they're fashion icons, a lot of these uh, basketballers. Oh, they are. And moving on, Kyrie Irving has spoken to the media for the first time since his blockbuster trade to the Dallas Mavericks, and he didn't sound happy. No, clearly very unhappy. So Kyrie Irving, if we remember 18 months ago, who refused to be vaccinated during COVID, uh, which meant under New York City uh, mandate that he could not play or practice with the team when they were in their home state. He could go and play when they were away. Um, but he said... Basically, he did. He just felt he was just tolerated, not celebrated as a player there for three years at the Nets, and he felt very disrespected. So they're pretty strong words. Um, he, he's a very, very good basketball, and it's a he's great trade too to go to the to the Mavericks. But um, yeah, there's a lot of bad press coming out about all players that play at the Nets. They don't seem to actually like what goes on behind the scenes there. Yeah, they all seem a bit discontented. And LeBron even mm. said that he was disappointed to miss out on Irving coming over to the Lakers. Yeah, well, that, that would have been huge. And um, he's got plenty of um, basketball left in him. And uh, hopefully he can put this behind him now. He's, he's obviously very strong-willed not to be, you know, to stand strong and not be vaccinated. Um, but, yeah, I think he's still got a lot, a lot of good basketball in him. Well, I'm sure that Irving and Djokovic had a nice time hanging out during that period. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, well, stay with us because we'll be talking NRL, boxing, UFC and more after this short break. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves you back. to NRL now where one of Andrew Abdo's team has done an abdont <laughs> and is now facing the sack over secret recording pay dispute scandal. What has gone on here? I love the leagueies. There's another day, there's another, there's another issue, isn't there? Uh, another another day, another drama. <laughs> another day, another drama. It's great. Um, look, uh, this is pretty pretty big uh, accusations here. So a senior executive uh, was apparently secretly recording the conversation between the players of the Players Association and Andrew Abdo, the CEO. Um, they called her out and she apparently left the room pretty quickly. She denies all allegations, but they said they now say they're going to look into it. I dare say she's going to be stood down. That, what, what was she doing? Well, I don't, what, what do you think was behind the decision to do that? I, I've got a funny feeling. She um, 
and it said she in the in the press report, so I'm assuming um, it is a she. Um, but I don't think that the CEO would have known. I reckon she's doing this um, of her own will and potentially was going to try and leak it to uh, the press for her own good. So if that's the case, she's going to be hung out to dry. Absolutely. The NRL has issued a deadline over new CBA as players threaten extreme action. What's going on? Well, this is the CBA's collective bargaining agreement that they're trying to uh, all agree on now. Um, there are a few big sticking points. Um, it's not about the, necessarily the player's salary. The two big points is that they want the women's game looked after and they want the women paid more. So they've been very strong on that, the guys, to support the girls, which I think is fantastic. Um, love that. Yeah, I love that too. And it's also they have to um, have any injuries fixed um, medically one year after you retire. Otherwise, um, you have to pay for it yourself. And they're saying, look, if you play for a certain amount of time, you can't get your both knees fixed, your both hips and your jaw and everything fixed in one year. There's not enough time to recover. Give us at least a couple of years to um, look after ourselves. We, we give everything to the game and we've, our bodies are injured and we, we deserve the respect to be looked after into the future. That's the big sticking point. So, um, But the, uh, the, the NRL has been very, very bullish here. They're saying, look, there's a deadline. Um, to, to come to terms and they're saying, no, we want the um, ability to respond to um, the non-financial aspects that I just spoke about. And they're saying here that if, if the NRL don't give them that opportunity, they will delay the start of the pre-season games. And they're, they're prepared to go on strike here. Um, so it's going to come to a head pretty quickly, this thing. Well, considering the NRL are in a bit of hot water, yeah. you think that they just they want to keep, they should be keeping the players happy. I mean, it's ridiculous to think that, you know, someone can't heal, as you said, mm. in one year. You don't know also what injuries are going to come up later uh, down the track. So, you know, do you think it'll happen? Uh, I think it'll happen, but it'll be a tiered thing, uh, tiered system. I think it should be. Like, you shouldn't play one or two NRL games and then get free medical for the rest of your life. That's not right. But if you play a certain amount of years, maybe over five, five or six, um, you should be get you know, medical attention at least for the next five years after you play. Um, and, and it may be the, the amount of years you play, that's how many years you get after. Um, so if you play 13, 14, you might get 13, 14 years. That might be a simple way to do it. Sounds good. Well, yep. on to the UFC now and Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky's purse. Let's open the purse. What are they <laughs> going to be? I want to know what I think a lot of people do. What are, what are they going to be making uh, at the UFC 284? Well, so the UFC is very, very different to boxing. Boxing, the the uh, the boxers themselves get the purse, uh, where the UFC, these guys are all on salary. Um, so they don't earn as much. Saying that, Volkanovski's on a salary of about half a million dollars a year um, to go and get his head kicked in or kick <laughs> other guys' heads in. <laughs> Sounds I'd probably, right. want, I'd probably want a few more bucks than that, to be yeah. perfectly honest. Um, but he earned, he earned $1.7 million last year. Makachev's apparently worth around seven hundred dollars um, in his short career. He's made that much money already. Um, so, look, these guys will probably walk away from this fight, they reckon, with, you know, two or $300,000 each. That makes sense. The pay-per-view on average is mm. about seventy nine ninety nine, and that's on top of people's subscriptions already. So that that's money it. is going to be pouring in. It's a massive, massive moneymaker. But that's going to be an incredible match to watch. And moving over to boxing, Zoo versus Harrison lands at the Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney, Australia, on March 12th. Yeah, it's going to be um, Tim Zoo. Um, I'm going to really looking forward to this fight. I think this will... Uh, I think this fight will determine where he sort of finishes um, in boxing greatness in mm. this country. Um, you know, whether, whether he surpasses his old man, this is a big, big fight for him. If he if he stumbles here, he may just sort of become a, a, 
you know, a, a guy who had a lot of potential but didn't really make it. But I think if he wins this fight, he could kick on to, to extreme greatness, I think. And it's a great initiative by the New South Wales government who have pitched in to bring this match to Kudos Bank Arena on March 12th, so we can all look forward to that one. Mm. And that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. And a big thanks to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow for your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts, like Strive Stronger with Andrew May. Listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance with an all-star cast of subject matter experts. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.